2: in the background can be challenging, but, you know, the, you know, when, you know, when the Smith family stepped up and, and, and made this happen, it was really, it was really cool to see how everybody just sort of coalesced around that, rolled up their sleeves, um, a lot of late nights, a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, sitting in in conference rooms of the last (laughs) handful of weeks, but it's, it's been really cool to see. And I, I just appreciate, you know, the, the willingness of everybody to, to make it happen.
3: Laird, we'd be remiss if we didn't ask you about a couple other things going on in athletics. Martin, first, I-, I spoke to you before uh, the football team uh, beat beat Iowa State pretty handily there in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, and obviously, um, pretty pretty good momentum for that football program. And you you, you said to me back then uh, a couple weeks ago that there were there were discussions going on with Ryan Silverfield about an extension. I- I'm just curious where you guys are in that process and just your thoughts heading into the off season with the football program and where they're at.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, the, uh, nothing's really changed from, from where we're at. We're still in the process. Um, you know, conversation is still going on. It is, it is a process, uh, but still feel really good about it. Um, and obviously when you and I talked before the game, I, I indicated, I, I felt good about where we were headed and I, and I felt like that will happen. And, Certainly, if the outcome of that game and the way, where it where it headed, then you know I feel even even stronger about that. Um, so it's it's headed in the right direction. Uh, I, admittedly, you know, my I've been distracted, mm. <laughs> so have so so many others. Um, you know, with the department in the last last couple three weeks. Um, yeah, I think everybody understands that. But um, but yeah, that, I feel good about where that's headed, and you know, I just really excited about you know Ryan and the program and where it's headed. Um, it's uh it's it's it's. It's definitely going in the right direction with, uh, from from a lot of different directions.
3: And then obviously things are rolling with Penny, but the, the big news that earlier this week was uh, Mikey Williams' decision to enter enter the transfer portal. And there was at least some indications that I you know along this this has been a long process with him. What I'm just curious about with there was had the university made any sort of decision on his. Uh, ability to play on the team this year, join the team this year or moving forward when he made that decision to transfer or to enter the transfer portal this week. Has there been any decision one way or the other at this point? You allowed to say that. Um,
2: uh, No, I I would just say that, you know, process was underway kind of similar to what our, our statement read Uh, really nothing beyond that. Uh, I, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say there were definitive decisions that that's, that's a process that would have to continue. Um, and you know, understand that that Mikey, you know, felt like he wanted to explore his options. So that's that's we support him in his right to do that.
3: And then, have you guys noticed in the athletic department with the team? I mean, they're thirteen and two. They got a game tonight, seven o'clock, UTSA at FedEx Forum. It seems like the crowds have been very good for these games, especially those non-conference ones so far. What uh, what sort of momentum has uh, that program been building with these wins from a? Just a ticket sales standpoint, just a enthusiasm standpoint from what you've seen.
2: Yeah, it's been it's been awesome. Uh, not surprising, you know, with our with the uh, Memphis uh, basketball fan base uh, in this community and, and and what's been over the years, and and you know how people feel about Penny and the program, uh, you know, I, it, with when you combine all that with, with winning, it, it really <laughs> really sets some thing on fire. So that's been fun to see. You know, it's been fun to see the energy and, and uh, you know, all the things that are building there too. And I feel like we have an opportunity to do something special.
3: Laird, we appreciate it. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you,
2: Laird. Thank you, guys. Take care.
3: I was Laird Veach, the Athletics Director at the University of Memphis. I want to remind you that the program is brought to you by Birdie's, located at 493 South Main Street, Suite 101. It's a new indoor golf simulator concept located in the historic South Main District of downtown. Birdie's has three golf simulators, a virtual putting course, a full-service bar, and a great menu. If you're anything like me, we're in peak Hawaii golf season. You're watching golf in Hawaii. You're thinking, man, I would just love to go play And then you take a look and you see that it's going to be minus one overnight, Sunday night. Yep, that's not getting you outside, but we've got a great new alternative. Go check out birdies. The other thing I love about hitting at birdies simulators, a lot of room, high ceilings. Oftentimes when you go into the indoor golf simulators, you feel a little cramped, a little cluttered. (laughs)
4: This hour of the g Show is presented by Regions Bank. Now, back to the Giannotto and Jeffrey Show, live from the Red River Toyota Studios. Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. GJ on 92.9 FM ESPN. Coming up next segment, our pal David Cobb will join
3: us. We'll talk some college football, college bas- basketball with him. Before we do that, let's get into the
4: list. Giannato and Jeffrey make a list of the biggest stories and people they need to talk about. Being on the list can be a good or bad thing. Listen to find out who made it and why. This is The List. You just made the list! Presented by Birdies 901. Memphis's place for virtual golf.
1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever. Or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details.
0: Hyundai.
4: 929 FM ESPN Pat McAfee you just oh, made Oh my the list. what Today on
3: Pat McAfee's show that he announced that the Aaron Rodgers appearances will be no more throughout the year. Oh that leads to the list. Okay. Done for the NFL season. Well, we've got to get it. we've got to discuss well, it. Well, so I have been reading up on this cuz this story has interested me not from the perspective of Aaron Rodgers uh Mouth, you know, saying whatever is crazy, the crazy stuff he's saying on air. And whether you believe it or not, it's crazy that he's going on a – one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history is going on Pat McAfee's show each Tuesday and just, like, spouting off about whatever, political, whatever. We don't see that very often. Hashtag thoughts. Um, I'm more interested in it from the media power dynamic angle of it, of Pat McAfee is basically, like, dictating – has been, like, dictating to ESPN, and it seems like successfully by and large – um what content well, he has on air. Well, uh, it's I like a have, very interesting like new media story. Yeah. Well it's it's the most non ESPN thing they've ever done. Like yeah. in terms of but like you had you had McAfee legitimately name an executive, call out an executive. And by the way, the fact that ESPN didn't refute the report mm-hmm. like that does imply like and there are there was there was not I mean very clearly they There was did, clearly something to the story. They were not going to publicly uh, publicly go against Pat McAfee. Correct, but also if you if you think that story's not true whatsoever, like they figure out a way to navigate what, that. What true that he tried to Ma- Magnus tried to end the show or something? No, not Magnus. Or no uh, uh it's whatever. Norby Williams. Yeah, Norby Williamson. Some executive. Well, regardless and then, obviously, you got the Kimmel dynamic of it, too, where you've Which now involved... Which is also the Disney dynamic, you've involved yes. And you've involved the late-night circuit as well in this. But the part that I thought was really interesting over the last 24 hours since Aaron Rodgers did his latest appearance yesterday on the show was, and I think this is why, ultimately, Pat McAfee announced this today, is if you go read, like, the the Pat McAfee Reddit channels and stuff like that, mm. the people who listen to Pat McAfee's show regularly uh-huh. were getting sick of this too. And that's why I think he stopped it. Because ultimately, why this was getting so much attention was not from people who regularly watch or listen to Pat McAfee. It was like the people who like agreed with Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers' point of view on these crazy conspiracy theories. So I've got a different theory for why I think this happened. Rogers appearances are paid, mm-hmm. and they're paid handsomely. And if you are ESPN, I do think this is a reasonable position to have. First off, they let him back on yesterday. Mm-hmm. I do sit there and go, well, I think well, it's... Well, Pat compl-. McAfee has creative control over his show. He that does. Was in. He does. All they can do is cancel the show or take it off of ESPN, excuse me. But you can also probably sit there and say, is this really something that you want to... Well, here, here's my biggest issue. If like, you know what would have been great yesterday? If he had Aaron Rodgers on and like had Aaron Rodgers break down all the playoff games, I would have been really interested to hear that. You know what though? I don't think Rodgers wants to do that. I think that's why Rodgers in fairness, why I think Rodgers likes the format, because if you've ever watched the segment, Pat basically like asked two, it up. Like yeah. two questions, and it's just like Rodgers— The world according to correct. Aaron Rodgers, yeah. So Rodgers was given a legitimate sum of money. I mean, and McAfee said over seven figures. Yeah, it's over a million dollars a year. That's what we know, for sure. Mm-hmm. He And basically, he does a one once-a-week podcast, and he doesn't have to do any prep. He didn't have to build an audience. He just gets to sit there and, and go. That's a pretty sweet deal. I can also understand from the ESPN side of things, because here's where I think McAfee fans are more annoyed. I don't even think it's necessarily the content of Roger's segments, because I think a lot of McAfee people just realize, like, Rodgers is not – this is not new behavior for Rodgers, if you've paid attention. Like, this is – Just always, more people are aware of it. I think what McAfee fans are getting sick of is the dialogue about the dialogue. Mm-hmm. And it's just like well, – what's just it's taking away from the show, it feels like. It's like now it's reached a point where it's taken away from the show. Commenting about yeah. the reaction is now becoming a storyline on Pro- the show. Probably – especially if they're not going to talk about football anyway. It's probably a smart move to, like – all right, let's bring him back next year when he's playing again. Now, or maybe this will be the, yeah. the way they quietly end the segment. I feel like segment. this is the soft exit. The soft exit. Yeah. I, I, I could see that too. Um, we'll get. Yeah, maybe. We'll this, this is like when your friend says he needs to go to the bathroom. <laughs> you are not seeing him again. Uh, he's <laughs> he is gone for the night. He's leaving. Yeah. Uh, the NFL coaching carousel.
0: You just made the
3: list. All right, Jeffrey, it's been a, not as busy as it wasn't a super busy Black Monday or as busy as we thought I mean, argue, would argue disappointing Black Monday, but I, except for shout out, shout out Arthur Blank. Arthur Blank waiting till 1201. That is a man. If you've ever read anything about Arthur Blank's makeup as an executive, mm-hmm. whatnot, like that was a man that at 1201 we are making this announcement. Yeah. <laughs> he is a micromanager, like a yeah. by-the-book, still going to wear my suit and tie every day. We are at 12.01. It's Black Monday. We are announcing this. We're moving on. We're moving on. Um, well, we it does feel like, though, we got a good aftershock on Wednesday today because— oh, big one. Yeah. I'd so, say Tuesday and Wednesday, two good ones. Yeah. Um, you get Tuesday, the surprise—you know, not surprise, but didn't see it—I didn't see it coming. Vrabel firing. So, the way I said it yesterday on the show was— the end result of Mike Vrabel not being the coach was not surprising to me. The reading, way it went down. Reading he's straight up fired, yeah. that was surprising. And then today, we get the news that Pete Carroll, uh, I believe Ian Rappaport described it as, he stepped aside as mm. the head coach at, in one, Seattle two who, days after saying he intended to return. I wonder who Ian's sources were on that. <laughs> um, so, but Pete Carroll out in Seattle uh, as the head coach. He's one of, other than... Mike Tomlin, right? The longest tenured head coach well, in the NFL. Belichick still hasn't been fired. Oh, yeah, Belich- yeah right. Bel- Belichick hasn't been fired. He might have been longer tenured than Mike Tomlin at this point. Does Pete Carroll predate? He's 14 years. Does he predate Harbaugh? Yes, because remember, he- Harbaugh was still at Stanford when he left. Oh, John US. Harbaugh. Oh, John Harbaugh. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. But regardless, Pete Carroll out in Seattle, um... John Harbaugh's 08. What year did you say Pete Carroll was? They said he was 14 seasons in the story. So, yeah, he's before. Yeah, John Harbaugh outranks him, it looks like. Yeah, Pete Carroll took over 2010. So the the three that are ahead of them are Belichick, Still, Tomlin, and John Harbaugh, right? I don't think there's anyone else that's... Yes. I don't think I'm missing anybody. Belichick is the longest tenured, followed by Tomlin in 07, John Harbaugh in 08, Andy Reid... But he's got split duties. Oh no no no! Now Andy Reid moves into fourth. Right, longest tenure. Andy Reid has been a consecutive NFL head coach longer, but I think what was it 2013? 2013 he yeah. became the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. So that I, I think the Pete Carroll one though is more surprising. I didn't. I thought he'd still be the. Co- I, I I didn't think even though they missed the playoffs, it felt like two years ago he did. You know he made more out of it was a, one of those. Made uh, chicken salad out of chicken s type of years, and it was like that bought them some more time. I kind of get it though. So if you think about it in these terms, last year, last year was the they were supposed to suck mm-hmm. and they make the playoffs. This year, they were basically the same type team, but when you look at them, and they just didn't get as many breaks as they got the year before. But also, you look at the Seahawks, you're like, what's their plan? Yeah, they're ultimately. In the next couple years, they're going to have to break this thing down completely. I mean, I think they got to get a new quarterback. I mean, I think you got to do that already. And so now, how do you? I guess is they, Pete Carroll really in the type of guy you want for that type of job? Probably not. I guess the other question though is, do they get? Is this year? Do they still get the Broncos' first-round pick this year? Uh, I don't know the answer to that. Um, I mean, the problem is like when you say like you need a quarterback. Well, when you're Seattle and you're sitting there, like, the 15th pick. No, I'm just saying in general, in the next that's why I said, the next few years, they're going to need a quarterback. Yeah, but it's like, this is the draft to probably go get one. Yeah, well, maybe there's some, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they can move up. I don't so know. So Seattle's got the 16th pick. And, no, Denver has their own pick this year. Good for them. So they're finally off the Russell Wilson contract. Good for them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what is now? So now Seattle is open, um, and then we've also now, we're getting more details in the Titans. Fi- mm. Oh, the, the Bears decided to keep Matt Eberflus today. They fired the OC. Problem solved. But but are keeping no, 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 Matt no, no, no. Eberflus. No, no, They fired the offensive building. Uh, the whole, <laughs> the, everyone. Everyone. Quarterbacks coach, whatever. Getsy, QB coach, running back coach. I don't know. If the, I know they got the receivers coach. They may not have gotten the line coach. So, Bears is not coming open this year, as some thought it might. But now you've got Atlanta open, Carolina open, Las Vegas open, Los Angeles Chargers open, Seattle open, Tennessee open, and Washington open right now. With, still waiting on what New England decides to do with Bill Belichick. I got my, it seems like New Orleans is keeping Dennis Allen. Even after... Yeah. Even after Jameis's mutiny. First off, that was just being a great teammate. Here's what I, Here's my problem with it. My problem was not that they did it. It was that they did the fake kneel down to get okay. it. Run a real running no, play if I, you're going to do I that. I agree with you. This would be my counter, though. You want to it, make sure you got the touchdown. No, no, no. If they come out and they run a real formation, mm-hmm. Dennis Allen would call timeout. Okay. So the only way to but actually— That tells me you shouldn't have done it. No. That tells me that they were— First off, that tells me kind of what's obvious. Dennis Allen might not be the most commanding of head yeah, coaches. No. Who cares? Also, it's the most perfect Jameis story of all time. The post game yeah, does add to that, his legend. A that bit. It, that that exchange and, between that I don't well, I, I hesitate to say reporter because basically like the reporter air quotes was like or should you have done that to the Falcons? Like I think what he was saying is like are you going to give them bulletin board material? Like all of a sudden are the Falcons and the Saints going to start hating each other? Like it, now, now the rivalry starts. Like no, they were already well, rivals to begin with. I just liked it because Jameis answered it as if like I didn't even think there was anything wrong with what I did. You know, like not that there was anything that anyone would think there was something wrong with what I did. It was like never I, en- that never entered his calculus of why to, get, why to do it. Jameis is on the list of people I've done maybe one of the biggest one eighties on. Mm. I couldn't. His last year at Florida State. Yeah. yeah. I was, was a, so sick of him. That was an all time like team. You it was like really yes. easy to root yes, against 100%. La- the second Florida State Jameis team. But I think it was the year that he had, was at the 30 for 30 when he had 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions? Yeah. That was one of those years where I was like, you know what? Kind of like this guy. <laughs> like I'm kind of like he is he is going to sit there and sling it. Like I, I did start to turn the corner on him, but I had no problem with what they did. All, I agree with you that the soft look is the formation. There's no mm-hmm. question. I still think the logic, though, of if they would have tried to come out in a real play, they would have called timeout. Now, what you could have said is uh, let Dennis Allen call the timeout and so, then we'll just go right back well, on But you think field. Dennis Allen's keeping his job. So Really, it's New England we're waiting on at this point. Seems like New England, is there perhaps... We haven't, we've started a pretty good trend of well, any, disappointing playoff teams. I was going to say, any super wild card teams you have on your mind? I mean, I mean it, the Eagles are—some people are saying the Eagles. And that would obviously warm my heart to see Nick Sirianni go from Super Bowl to fired in a year. That would make me so happy. I feel uh, like he's just going to be on I the who, super hot seat. Listen, we can never rule out if the Packers go into— go into Arlington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, you're right. And McCarty, they run it down yeah. McCarthy's throat. Yeah. And that, he gets... There's some moment where true. he has a nice he, big dumb-dumb moment. Yeah, yeah, you yeah know, where he calls quarterback draw with no timeouts and eight seconds left. Like, there's something like that. Yeah. There's always a McCarthy One moment. especially this year, because I feel like people... Like, even though they maybe shouldn't feel this way, I do think there is more optimism about the Cowboys going into the playoffs they than thi- previous years because of the way Dak's playing. They feel less fraudulent. Yes. No question. Yes. Um... And if I still contend though, unless we have a significant injury in the divisional weekend, I really struggle seeing this team is going to beat the Niners in the NFC. We've already seen Baltimore's mm-hmm. clearly capable of beating the Niners. Yep. But I'm talking about winning I have a very difficult time thinking Dallas is going to Santa Clara and winning. Yeah, I think I have he, a tough time thinking agree. Detroit's going to Santa Clara and winning. The Bucs or the Eagles. Like I just I don't buy either of it. Yeah, you're probably right. All right, so uh, the reason I was asking, what do you think is the best job available? Theoretically, it's the Chargers because you have the most stable quarterback situation. Mm -hmm. I still will contend, forget the whole Herbert side of it and how I feel about Herbert. Like, It's a dysfunctional bad franchise, Mm -hmm. and they've consistently been that under Spanos. And also, he's notoriously cheap. So this idea that Harbaugh's just going there, I've never bought it until until I see that Spanos is gonna fork over fifteen million dollars or whatever, twelve, which I highly doubt that he will, I find it hard to believe that he's going there. I think you have to consider if you can get the commitment from Josh Harris that I'm gonna do this the right way. Oh, you think the commanders are the best? I think you can make an argument because you have stable ownership and an owner, by the way, in multiple different leagues in different sports. He's one. What you see he hired uh but well, advisory. Yeah, what it sounds. no, I like I'm telling you it sounds like uh Bob uh what Myers. Myers like for the executive job he is having a significant like they're already interviewing one of his buddies. Yeah, I can see where Myers makes sense in this way. Myers it's for are, the organizational well, Myers structure. Already, Myers already knows all the agents. Yes, and he knows a lot of executives because he was an agent. Right, um, and so no, the the commanders will be interesting also, keeping his ESPN show. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that man is a that man is a tremendous storyteller. When he was at the Warriors, getting everyone to buy all of his sob stories, mm-hmm. like the ability to to keep multiple extremely well, high-paying jobs. Well, the, the talk in D.C. is should the, should the commander just go get Vrabel, try and get Vrabel, try and outbid okay. New England? Because it sounds like New England is where a lot of people think Vrabel might end up, but could the commanders get in on the Vrabel sweepstakes? Here's my thing on Vrabel. I and think, will Vrabel, will there even be a sweepstakes for him? I think Vrabel's a very good coach. I would like him to coach my team. I don't love Vrabel in the rebuild. Yes. Yeah. I agree. I don't think that's what he's made for. And then there's also the talk of Ben Johnson, like Ben, like okay, so, Commanders could be the Ben Johnson so landing spot. Here's here's the Detroit my, offensive coordinator. Here's my deal on the scheme guy with Ben Johnson. I think Ben Johnson does a very good job with the Lions. Like I watch a lot of Lions games, start to finish, mm-hmm. and more times than not, you go, I like what they do. Mm-hmm. I also think he's got a lot of weapons. Yeah. And oftentimes, when scheme guys. Have a lot of weapons, and then they go like, like the enemy scheme was fine for the commanders, but like, you know, who knows? I don't know. It was hard to tell whether, correct. like, especially much, towards the end of the year, how much was it? Like, he didn't have a great quarterback, and how much I was it? They it was, some, when they put Jacoby Brissett in there, you're yep. sitting there going like, oh, maybe, maybe Rivera was right that we should have played this guy, but I, I kind of get it. Mm-hmm. But my whole deal is like, scheme only goes so far as talent. Like, you got to. My thing is, if you are going to get the scheme guy, you have to really believe that he is capable of being the head guy. Um. So you're saying Commanders is the best job, and you're and that or Chargers? But Chargers so. downgraded it, because you don't. Okay, think let's pay. look at it this way. I think the Titans is a rebuild. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, New England fans, the Pats is clearly a rebuild. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about other rebuilds. Yeah, Atlanta, you got to find a quarterback. You got to find a quarterback, and you don't have one of the top. But you do have some weapons that they yeah, drafted. But, but you've got the hardest thing to find, and you're sitting there at what seven, eight? They're what picking about, at eight. What about the Raiders' job? Sounds They're... like sounds like that could be a hardball landing spot. Raiders. The Raiders feels like a job where you go get paid nicely. Yes, and then. Carolina, is that the worst? Because the owner's nuts. Everything. And, you and might, you're not sure about the quarterback? Uh, you're not sure about the quarterback. You have no talent around it. Like, to me, the reason why I'm taking the commanders is it's a rebuild, and it seems like you are doing a rebuild with an owner that's not going to just sit there and freak out on you. Where does, and Seattle's probably pretty low on this list, too. Seattle's right? in like that in between. It's like them in Atlanta, it feels similar. Yes.
5: They're One still- is just,
3: I think I'd probably, I think I'd probably rather have the Atlanta job because you're in the better division you're in an easier division to win. If you're in Seattle, you still got the Niners and you still got the Rams. Interesting stuff. And Kyler, Kyler didn't suck this year when he came back. Yeah. When we come back, David Cobb's going to join us. We'll talk college hoops and college football with uh, Cobb. He works for CBSSports.com, and he'll join us next. You're listening to Gianotto and Jeffrey on 92.9 FM ESPN.
4: It's game time. Memphis' biggest sports personality. Not close. He's big. It's Gabe Kuhn. Weekday afternoons from 4 till 7 p.m. on 92.9 FM ESPN, Memphis's sports station.
5: Don't miss your Grizzlies this Friday at 7 p.m. when they host the L.A. Clippers. Presented by Travel Nurses. Arrive early. First 5,000 fans will receive a Jared Jackson Jr. growth chart. Get ready for a Western Conference showdown. And secure your tickets today by visiting grizzlies.com.
6: BetMGM is an official sports betting partner of the Nashville Predators and your number one sports book for hockey season. Get ready for the puck to drop by locking in your same-game parlay with your favorite Predators player props and checking out the exclusive signature bets available for every game. BetMGM has all the action you need every day of the week, no matter what your favorite sport is. Sign up today and get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you use the bonus code MEMPHIS. Get ready to raise the level of excitement for every face-off. Power play and hat trick. If you love hockey and you love the Predators, you're going to love wagering at BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app today and make this your best season yet. BetMGM.com for T's and C's. 21 plus to wager. Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789. This is Gary Parrish reminding you
3: about Danny Morrison Roofing Professionals. They're a local, family-owned and operated business serving the Mid-South's residential and commercial roofing needs since 2010. It's the home of the free roof. You really can get a new roof with no cost to you. Most roofing jobs, they can be done in one day, so this isn't some lengthy process. Just call Danny at
6: 901-870-0186. It's Danny Morrison Roofing, a proud supporter of the University of Memphis Athletic Department. Danny Morrison Roofing, 901-870-0186.
8: and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands to treat ED at up to 95% off. That's right, the same active ingredient as the brand name for 95% less. It's the same ED medication, still prescribed by a licensed medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, hymns.com slash radio. That's hymns.com slash radio for your free online visit. H-I-M-S dot com slash R-A-D-I-O. Babysitter paid. Pizza
1: ordered. Flowers delivered. You can do a lot of things with your phone. And with Blue Link Plus, you can even access your Hyundai Tucson Limited remotely. Doors unlocked. Temperature set. Lost car found. Oh, there it is. Get complimentary class-leading Blue Link Plus. Just another way we make owning a Hyundai Tucson Limited more convenient than ever. Learn more about the new Tucson and Blue Link Plus at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details.
9: Some people come to Alaska looking for something. I'm working on this case. A missing scientist. This place, it takes us one
1: by one. Academy Award winner Jody Foster and Kaylee Reese star in True Detective Night Country the next chapter of the critically acclaimed hbo series
9: there's a real explanation for this
1: we will find it We always do true detective night country sunday 9 p.m eastern streaming exclusively on max and listen to the true detective night country podcast wherever you get your podcasts
5: look around you can find cars like these on auto trader like that car riding right your tail or if you're tailgating right now all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on auto trader too are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time
4: by Amphi. This hour of the G&J Show is presented by Regions Bank. Now back to the Gianato and Jeffrey Show. Live from the Red River Toyota Studios. Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. GJ on 929 FM ESPN.
3: program is brought to you by Birdies, located at 493 South Main Street, Suite 101. Birdies is a new indoor golf simulator concept located in the historic South Main district of downtown. They have three golf simulators and a virtual putting course, as well as a full-service bar and a great menu. If you're someone like me that loves working on his golf game but hates the cold weather, Birdies is the perfect spot to go work on your game. Whether you're a beginner, someone that just wants to go and hit some shots and have some fun, or someone that is deeply, seriously working on your game, Birdies is the right spot for you. Also, coming up, starting next week, they will have their winter league. It's a two-person scramble format. It begins next Monday. Sign up info is located over on their Instagram page at birdies901. If you want to reserve a hitting bay today, you can do so. Golf at birdies.com. Golf at birdies.com. David Cobb writes about college football, college basketball for CBS Sports.com. He's on Twitter on X at David W. Cobb. Cobb, did Michigan win a legitimate national title?
9: Well, first off, I want to say congratulations to Mark. Oh, mark thank you. There. Yeah, congratulations. Did you hear about his travel from back yesterday? Uh, what what happened? I need to know. mark the floor. Is yours. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it was.
3: I actually had it better than some of my friends. My friends who live in New York. Hey, who's got it better than us? <laughs> my friends who live in New York didn't get home. Some of them just got home today. Um, I I had I had I think seven hours in delays. I deplaned twice. He definitely had the amount of time that if he would have just. From the time that he went to the airport, if he would have just hopped in a car, he would have made it back sooner.
9: Well, was it worth yes. it to see your Wolverines oh, 100%.
3: trophy? I, I all I said they about t- it they had tears in their eyes. There was I can't imagine if I had been a Washington fan and then was <laughs> delayed seven hours. Let's put it like that. You know, like the fact that we won made everything worth it. Like that's a, even even the friends I have who got home from New York today were like worth it. Like, you know, it was worth it. Like we may never see it again. I don't like a lot of things had to come together for Michigan. Like the COVID years, plus guys coming back, plus the the other good teams not having quarterbacks. Yeah, like you know, yeah, Alabama not having a quarterback, Georgia, you know, being a one-loss team that didn't make the playoff. Um, A lot of things had to break their way this season, and who knows if that comes together? Had to be the starting quarterback for Ohio State. (laughs) Who knows if that comes together again? You know, I mean, it took what. Thirty some odd years to you know to win a national championship again. Who knows what you know? Like I, it was worth it. It was it was a great experience.
9: Yeah, once in a generation thing. You might have been helped a little bit by a uh, an incognito uh, warrior stealing some signs. I mean, but but at the end of the day, you win the national title. He's, I mean,
3: Cobb, he's a Marine. An, well, and it's an ongoing investigation, guys. Let's respect the investigation, okay?
9: Yeah, I, I ended up writing uh, Harbaugh's comments after the game. We, we we're innocent, and uh, that was that was that was great. But uh, I mean, give them credit; they they they, they should were, have said
3: we're uh, not guilty. I don't know if "innocent" the right word I would use. But I would go, with, "We're not guilty," and then like I didn't really yet, yeah, um, you know, like that. Yeah, uh, there's a parenthetical element. Yeah. There's definitely parentheses involved.
9: <laughs> yeah, uh, at the end of the day, though, I mean, that Michigan defense. Among the most dominant of this century, I mean pretty close up there with the twenty twenty one Georgia defense in terms of best college football defenses of my lifetime,
3: yeah, I'm with you like they they completely shut Washington down, like I was telling mark i felt like I felt like coming into the game like there's no way this is going to be georgia t c u again The only thing that kept it from being georgia t c u again was the fact that Michigan's passing offense like couldn't. Like if, if Michigan could have well, like thrown it all over the field, that game could have gotten way out of hand. Michigan became the first team in 120 years to uh, to allow less than 25 points in every game in a season. Minnesota, which kind of shocked me. Yeah, um, it's kind but, of amazing. I would have thought like in the 50s and the 60s when there were pl- like I would have thought there would have been plenty of teams that scheduled their way to you know shutouts. Now it was interesting if you looked at the final. I think FPI rankings um you were one in SP Plus. You got we, you got past yeah, Georgia. Yeah, we were one, but Georgia was like it it showed very clear that Michigan and Georgia were like I think the playoffs even showed it too. Like the two best teams in the country were Michigan and Georgia this year. Yeah. You
4: did go
9: to overtime with Alabama and they were 3 yards away. Yeah, that's well, true. Uh-huh. And to your point, I voted Georgia number two in our final CBS Sports uh, 133 ranking, and I mean, I get sick of this debate, but I'll add to it: if Georgia and Michigan played on a neutral field tomorrow, right? What's the Vegas line? It's probably pretty even, maybe even Georgia a slight favorite. Uh, so that I mean, that's it's. it's, it's, it's I, I'd it's, bet Georgia three. Yeah, I don't
3: I mean, think they'd would, make it more than a. I don't think it'd cross a field goal, but I think Georgia'd be
1: favored.
9: Yeah, but but the results matter, and I'm a, I'm a huge proponent of that. Uh, and Michigan won every game; they're the only undefeated team in college football. They deserve to be the national champion. I know we we talk and we joke about the sign stealing scandal, and I don't mean to diminish that. Like it it went above and beyond what most programs do in a way that probably violated the competitive integrity of blah 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 blah. Right, but they suspended Jim Harbaugh for that, and and, and they took that suspension. I thought Michigan did a really good thing a month or two ago when they just event they just laid down their swords in that whole battle and said okay we'll take the suspension that's what they needed to do to get the the narrative and the the discussion away from the off the field stuff and they had already demonstrated early in the season that they could win without him and then they won some of their biggest games without him down the stretch and huh. uh you know i thought that was probably the best thing michigan did this season uh was was just kind of say okay we'll we'll take this suspension if it makes it go away
3: the the cynical Michigan fan will tell you because one of the things it it had, didn't get discussed nationally, but it is discussed within the Michigan fan base all the time. the The day of the Big Ten championship game, three of the five people on College Game Day picked Iowa to win the game, and it's like it, like it real that like that like stuck in Michigan. But Mich- cynical Michigan fans will tell you the tide turned after the Big Ten championship game because then ESPN was going to be televising the rest of Michigan's games. And so they stopped talking bad about Michigan. And then you saw Feinbaum, you know, turn a tune. to Started admitting, I've never been more wrong in my life. And, again, I don't prescribe to that. But I can tell subscribe. you. Subscribe to that. I don't. I, I ran into enough, uh, plenty of people who would tell you otherwise at the tailgate on Saturday. Cobb, to your point, or though. Monday, excuse me. I, I know their schedule was not, like, the world's toughest. But they played they played Ohio State. They played Penn State. They beat both, in my opinion, like, I watched that game. was like, they they won convincingly. They didn't, I mean, Iowa's offense was Iowa's offense. You beat Alabama on the way, and then, you know, they absolutely shut down Washington. I also just felt like they were the most consistent team this year. Like, even when they were playing the soft schedule, they'd get up 38 to nothing, and the game was over. They trailed for 42 minutes well, this year, what's, what's and 20 st- of it was in the Alabama well, game. What's the stat? I think, Cobb, you might have it, like, they had five turnovers this year, and four were in the Rutgers game. Bowling Green, B- Bowling, Bowling Green game. game, yeah, yeah. Bowling Green game. Rutgers did lead Leff- seven nothing. Leftler, you know, Left. Yeah, and for, yeah, for the, the Michigan guy. Well, to, in fairness, Leffler might have also had some sign stealing. Yeah,
5: <laughs> Maybe, he's also a Michigan
3: true. man. Connor Stallions could have easily been on a Bowling Green sideline at some point. That's true, we could see that would be that could I could totally see like that's you where he goes. Connor Stallions landing spies an analyst for uh, <laughs> for Bowling Green next year. What no, I no, guess no. this is my my larger question. And I'm not forget, forget the fact that Michigan won because like, I do believe they were a deserving champion, and I think they were the best team this year.
9: Was it a great year of college football? I would say so. I, I, I felt like the injustice that was done to Florida State is going to be one of the first things that, that people talk about when they reflect on this season. But on the whole, the Pac 12 having a pulse, being competitive, being a factor made this last year of, a, of an era in college football. Uh, one of the better years of the last decade because there was actual balance around the country. There was intrigue and debate uh, going into the, the selection show over who should be in. And, and it actually kind of came down to the wire in terms of the conference championship game and the final week of the regular season in the case of Ohio State and Michigan. like There were meaningful, uh, dramatic discussions in college football involving more than just one or two teams uh, late into the season, and for that matter, even the Heisman Trophy was was yeah. more closely contested than, than normal. So, uh, I think it was a good year. And Monday felt like the end of an era for me because the Power Five era is is done. That term is out of the lexicon now. There is no more Power Five, and the playoff is expanding to to twelve teams next year. So, Monday night felt like the end of an era in the sport, and I felt like it was a pretty good send off because uh, this year this year had a lot of a lot of juice to it the The realignment going into it was one thing, and then um, just the the entire season itself with with the Pac-12 being competitive again, finally in their final year, uh, I thought I thought it made it a good season of college football.
3: Yeah, I like how you said it there because I think this was a good season. I did find myself though that we had the ten years of the fourteen playoff. Mm-hmm. I did not like the fourteen playoff era. I just thought it never made sense. I thought you know you had five power leagues, like the fact that they. Made it ten years with really out having a controversy until this year. I think was remarkably insane, but I just felt like the this whole era just turned all the conversation in college football to fourteen playoff, 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 and like by the time you get to November, there's like six or seven teams. That and at are least really, now with the twelve, yeah, it'll be playoff, playoff, correct. playoff. But there'll be but way more teams involved. At least we're still talking about I don't know what like 20, Missouri, like with Missouri, a team like Missouri's having a landmark year for that. Twenty-five
9: teams maybe when we get to November one. Yeah, yeah, that's, that, I am 100% in, in agreement with you guys there. And, and this year, you could have gone to the BCS. You could have gone, <laughs> could have gone Michigan versus Washington, exactly, and, and it would have been fine. So uh, the thing I liked about the 12-team playoff, though, is because when people hear what y'all just said about, oh, well, at least in November uh, we'll have 25 or 30 teams still to talk about, uh, they'll say, well, that devalues the regular season because it there's no more incentive for the teams at the top to really try. And my counter argument to that is there is still incentive for those top four teams because you're going to be competing for a buy. I mean, that's a massive advantage if you have a buy in the first round of the playoffs, and then if you if you don't get the bye, you want to be five, six, seven, or eight because yeah, you, you get a home game. You yeah. and that, that's a huge advantage. And so, and then that, that there's still a whole debate around nine through twelve about who's going to get in. And going into the last week of the regular season, still there's going to be twenty teams that feel like they have a shot if the dominoes break right. So if we're going to be in an era of college football like we have been for the last ten years, where it's just playoff, playoff, playoff. Let's let's broaden that net and, and, and make it more inclusive because that's I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of what makes the NCAA tournament great in basketball is because everybody feels like they have a chance going into the conference tournament, and uh, so we can we can bring some of that to to college football. I don't think it's going to devalue the regular season, and, and I think it makes it more interesting to uh, to more fan bases.
3: That's a good segue. I wanted to ask you about college hoops a little bit. Memphis playing UTSA tonight Woo! at FedEx Forum. Feel it, but bigger picture. The metrics show that the AAC is now down to ninth in the conference rankings, below the Mountain West and the Atlantic Ten. Now, in addition to with the Big East, with and the, the, the West Coast Conference nipping at its heels. Yeah, what like what would if you're a Memphis fan? Like, what level of concern both for the rest of this season and moving forward would you have about just the dynamics from the basketball perspective that seem to be at play here? Where. You know, like football, listen, they still got the um, group of five slot this year. It didn't feel like they lost as much ground in football with the expansion as it appears they have in basketball. What, what do you make of what's happened with the AAC, the new look AAC this year in basketball?
9: Well, first off, I'll be real concerned if uh, if it takes a last-second Javon Quinterly three-pointer to beat UTSA at <laughs> home side. Uh, but but that, that aside, uh, no, I think what's, hurting the AAC at the moment in particular is how shaky FAU looks because I have no trust at all right now in FAU. I mean, they they have some bad losses. Um, Bryant early in the season, and then they go and lose it at Charlotte the other night. That's concerning. Like, I'm not convinced that FAU is going to be an at-large NCAA tournament team uh, when this season is said and done and you were really uh, hoping and thinking on them kind of coming in and replacing Houston and maybe not being as good as Houston, but helping to sustain the conference amid transition. And I don't know that they're really holding up their end of the bargain because Memphis is, I mean, Memphis is as good right now as it has been at any point uh, during its AAC membership. And so uh, the, the problem is not Memphis. The problem is is FAU. And I mean, the the rest of the league is what it is. Uh But, I mean, it it was never, in my mind, I mean, it was never going to be more than a two-bid league this year anyway, and Mm -hmm. and it still can be if if FAU gets its act together. So, I I don't really see it having been diminished all that much. Um, It's just until Wichita State and UAB – and North Texas, like, get it figured out, or if they ever do, like, that's the only recipe for, for the AAC to ever be more than a two-bid league. Because Wichita State used to be great at basketball. Mm-hmm. I mean, Temple used to be great at basketball. There's some good basketball programs in this league that have just been down. Mm-hmm. Um, and that predates the the transition of the league you know, over
3: these last six or eight months. They've never... It feels like the league has never got... Like, it's had bad luck in terms of... Remember when it started, you were thinking, oh, man, you got UConn and Memphis. Well, they're basically going to be the old Big East. And, yeah, and like, UConn and Memphis... UConn, while it was in the league, other than that one year, the first year when they won the championship on that, you know, big run with Shabazz Napier, like, other than that, they, they never were really a difference maker in the league d- despite having the best history. And now, obviously... Since they've joined, rejoined the Big East, they've gotten it rolling again. You're right, Temple, although at least with Temple you can go, well, like it was mostly just John Chaney was like a le, you know a, maybe a once-in-a-lifetime coach for Temple basketball, um, and then yet Dumpy was okay. But, yeah, it's, you're right, the brands that you would expect to be better haven't lived up to their end of the bargain. Memphis finally in the last couple of years feels under Penny has really started to live up to what you'd expect it to be in the AAC.
9: And, and has a chance this season to, I think, get its best NCAA tournament seed since the John Calipari era. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, they're, they're going to lose a couple games along the way, and they got to figure out life without Caleb Mills and, and figure out what they do on a night when when David Jones isn't isn't getting buckets. But I mean, this AAC, I mean, we're talking what fifteen and 3, 16 and two. Yeah. Uh, for Memphis, when it's I, I certainly hope so. Yeah.
3: Yeah. All right, Cobb. We appreciate. it. Thanks for uh, being flexible today. We'll talk to you next week.
9: All right, guys, I appreciate it. Have a good
3: one. That was David Cobb of CBSSports.com. When we come back, we'll tell your story. You're listening to Giannotto and Jeffrey on
4: 92.9 FM ESPN. Unsportsmanlike. Where sports and entertainment collide. Weekday mornings from 5 a.m. till 9 a.m. 92.9 FM ESPN.
0: At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry, with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. You. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, click or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
1: The Home Depot makes it easy to shop and save on appliances in-store and online. Enjoy savings on top brands like GE, LG, Frigidaire, Whirlpool, and more. Find kitchen appliances with helpful features like customized organization and save time with laundry appliances that have faster wash and dry cycles. Shop now and get up to $450 off select appliances at the Home Depot. How doers get more done? Pricing valid January 4th through 24th. Gas ranges and dryers extra. U.S. only. See store or online for details.
8: Hey, it's Michael Jenkins with the Sports Betting Minute brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Let's head to the
3: ice tonight where Minnesota is visiting Dallas. The Minnesota roster is banged up dealing with a ton of injuries affecting their ability to score. Just look at their offensive output recently. They scored 2 goals or less in 5 of their last 6 games. The under is 6-3-1 in the last 10 meetings between these two teams, and they met last week with Dallas winning 4-0 in Minneapolis. Plus, there's a small chance Dallas could get back at starting NetMinder tonight, which would be a plus. Regardless, under six and a half goals is
6: the play. That's it for the Sports Betting Minute brought to you by BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app and take your game to the next level with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. Must be 21 years or older. Must be in Tennessee. Visit BetMGM.com for a full list of terms and conditions. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789.
8: It's our 20th anniversary, but we thought about what you'd won. Top prizes of up to $1 million with the 20th anniversary Jumbo Bucks Instant Games. Stop by any Tennessee Lottery retailer and pick up some today.
7: Eight hundred nine seven three seven eight zero nine now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-973-7809. That's 800-973-7809. What do you have to lose? Call 800-973-7809. Again, 800-973-7809. Alright, Mark, for today's tell your story. This one
3: came across the wire last night. Eric Spolstra agrees to a new eight-year, $120 million contract. With the Miami Heat. With the Miami Heat. However, you he had to be paying close attention to the headlines last week as his divorce just went final late last week. So literally waiting until <laughs> waiting until his divorce went final to sign his most lucrative head coaching contract in NBA history. That's good stuff. Pe- people have been, uh, although listen, Mark, there's a lot of paperwork. Like everybody knows, these things take a long time to get done. Yeah, and pe- well, people have been like harassing his ex-wife, and I just feel like it. Like, sh- sh- don't well, come on. It's it, you know, breaking news. People get harassed online. Yeah, she responded because someone told her she fumbled the bag, and she she responded that you know like mm-hmm. stop being ignorant. Mm-hmm. You know. And to be fair, you know they have she, three kids. You know, not only that, she, it is she, she didn't get a cut of this one. She yeah. got a cut of the other. Ones. It is, uh, it is, it is pretty good stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, pretty good that's, stuff. That's <laughs> to, to, to wait till the next it. week. I'm wait you know, like later. who won the divorce? <laughs> on? Yeah. I'll say this. I think Spolster's leading he's right certainly, now. He's certainly, a good, he's in the clubhouse. Let's just say that <laughs> he posted a good number. My thanks to David Cobb, Laird Veats, for joining the program. If you missed anything, be up on the podcast shortly after the program And For Dennis Remark, this is Jeffrey Zan. Thanks for listening. Keep listening. The Game King Show is coming up next.
4: WMFS-FM and HD1-Bortlet. WMFS-Memphis celebrating a legacy of sports as the flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies and Tigers talk. Always live on the Odyssey app and on smart speakers say play 92.9 ESPN.
7: The ultimate shrimp cocktail, a spinach salad with spiced walnuts and cranberries, and a perfectly seared ribeye with garlic mashed potatoes. Ooh-wee! And that's just a taste of what's for
4: dinner at Owen Brennan's. You simply won't believe what you've been missing. It's time to talk trash, Mid-South. This is Rick West with Waste Connections and Team Waste. Our Memphis and Collierville campuses are currently hiring CDL drivers, driver helpers, diesel mechanics, and PM techs. We offer competitive pay, great benefits, and at the end of each workday, you get to be home with your family. Our culture is built on taking care of each other and the communities we serve. Apply today at careers at wasteconnections.com and be a part of a great team. Connect your future with Waste connections and team waste
9: it's january again and that means we're all rethinking our food choices daily harvest makes sticking to your goals super simple with their chef crafted frozen ready-made meals delivered right to your door from mouthwatering smoothies to savory bowls and gluten-free pastas, Daily Harvest food is built on organic fruits and vegetables. And the best part? There is never any gluten, dairy, or ultra-refined sugars. Visit dailyharvest.com and use code HARVEST for up to $65 off your first box, plus free shipping. Or find Daily Harvest in a grocery freezer aisle near you.
10: I'm Bob Call AmericanEagle.com
7: at 773-NETWORK. That's AmericanEagle.com 773-NETWORK.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.